years in my early Christian life, I wondered what this, there's a lot of terminology. We've been born again for a while, been around the Word of God for a while. Take for granted the terminology of the Bible. Your, your, your very vocabulary becomes biblene. And you begin to speak Bible terms. And the average person out there in the world, they do not know what you're talking about. Like people say, I'm blessed. Well, they don't use that terminology, blessed. What do you mean by blessed? You'll say, I'm saved. They don't know what this word saved means. Saved from what? Who saved you? What, what's this? What are you saved? They're born again, they know less of even more because they've never had experience. What is being born again about? So don't ever take for granted when you're talking to somebody that's unfamiliar with the Bible, the terminology. One, one thing that confused me early on in my Christian experience was biblical love. I mean, I, had, I got right with God 18 years old, and so all I knew really of love was uh, worldly love. Phileo love, which is a friend, friendship, and erotic love, which is a sexual love. And so those are the only two words that I really understood. I did not understand the third word, a biblical word for love, is agape or agapeo. It's a, it's a word that God uses of himself, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about that. Half the songs written out there in the world are about love. It is a, it is a very big topic and the world talks a lot about love, but they really don't know biblical love. They don't understand God-centered love, God-created love. Um, internally, I had emotions and sympathy and concern, uh, but these were and those were based for mostly the people closest to me. And we kind of phileo love is what we call reciprocal love is that you you help me i help you you treat me nice i treat you nice you speak to me nicely i'll speak to you nicely but if you speak to me if you speak bad to me i speak bad to you if you hate me i hate you you know you hurt me i hurt you that's the world that's what they do that's what it is that's that's their kind of emotion a lot of times you get married on this friendship love i call it friendship love and friendship love will not you will not last in marriage on friendship love. You need something greater than friendship. You need something bigger than that. God will give it to you. I saw, I thought love early on was just a strong emotion. People said to me they fell in love. Well, falling is uncontrolled. When you fall, you're uncontrolled. So the very idea of falling in love means I'm doing something. I'm out of control. And what it really means is their emotions are out of control and they... Their, their heart's out of control, and they, they may get infatuated with someone. Uh, Bryn had a boyfriend here recently, her, her first boyfriend, I think it was, really first boyfriend, that she liked the guy. And uh, you okay? That's okay. Was that your gun fell out of your pocket? <laughs> uh, she, she liked the guy. I'm glad it didn't go off. Yeah, she, she liked the guy, and eventually she came to me, and she said, I'm, I'm breaking up with this guy. And uh, you could tell, you know, on Facebook the other day, she put a deal on Facebook where she was, other people had, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, but she was alone. I wanted to put on there, it's a whole lot better to be alone than it is to be with somebody and hate it. I said, better to be, I tell, I tell, hey, Brother Dale, I tell Thomas this all the time, better to be single than to be unhappily married. Better to be single. There's, there's lots of advantages of being single over being unhappily married. Having a, having a bad marriage, you have somebody that doesn't really have the kind of love they should have. I talked recently also in the last few weeks about how my wife 
had abandoned herself to me when we got married. She literally has abandoned herself to me. She gave up everything about her for me. I didn't realize how deep that was. I didn't realize how profound that was. I didn't even realize that that actually is part of biblical love. bunch sweet sweet preaching us I bet this is the first time everyone at the prayer meeting heard about sodomy last night so you won't hear that taught in prayer meeting much if you love me, keep my commandments. John 14. In fact, chapter 14 and 15 of John, uh, Christ talks quite a bit about love and obedience. Love and obedience. If my wife told me she loved me and wouldn't obey me, she wouldn't love me. Wives, submit yourself unto your own husbands. Be a help me to your husband. And so if a wife really loves her husband, she's going to obey. Now, now, if I told her to murder somebody, she, she can say no because to obey God is better than man. If, if I tell her something to do something contrary to God, she has every right to say, no, i got to obey God over man. But otherwise, if it's, not, if it's not contrary to God, if I tell her to do the dishes today before I, come, before I come home, then I want the dishes done. Beside the hair raising up in the back of your neck, ladies. I used to give my wife a to-do list when I went to work. I said, when I come home and I want all this done. Very reasonable. I figured if I had to go out and work and sweat and face the hard, cold, cruel world, and it is, it's no friend, and you're out there beating, beating carpet in all day long, I didn't want to come home, the laundry not done, dishes not done, house all tore up. I wanted, I wanted, her, I wanted to know she was working if I was going to work. Oh, you guys are quiet. You guys are killing me. You may want to kill me. So, uh, anyway. Jesus basically put it straight up and down. If you said the word love, agape love, agapeo, that means a commitment type of love. I'll be honest with you. Agape love can have emotions tied to it, but doesn't necessarily have to have emotions tied to it. You with me on that? Oh, but I don't. Women will come to me sometimes and say, I don't love my husband anymore. They're talking about phileo, feely, touchy love. I don't have affections for him. I don't have, I don't have sexual desire for him or all that kind of stuff. But it, what's that got to do with being married? You made a commitment. Oh, that's agape love. You got down for, the, you got down for a group of people somewhere or another and said, for better or for worse, sickness and health, rich or poor, death to his part, or something close to that, you made a commitment uh, excluding every other woman, every other man, and you, you said we are, we are going to be the two, and the Bible even says the two become one flesh. And what God had joined together, let no man, nobody, pull it apart, put us under. Don't do it. And so... Uh, a whole lot of marriages could be saved if they understood what biblical love was. Jesus said, if you love me, do what I tell you to do. 
I told you to go in the world and preach the gospel, go in the world, then tell people about Jesus. You know what I'm saying? It's just real common sense. Forsake not yourselves assembling together, then don't forsake assembling together. Make sure you get together. He tells you to pray, pray. He tells you to tithe, tithe. He tells you to read the word of God. Uh, you know, thy word no hid in my heart, thou might sin against God. Then do it. To me, it's so simple. If you have agape love, which is God's love, for God, given to you by the blessed Holy Spirit, especially at salvation, then do what he says. I did a series in prayer meeting of, I think it was 127 imperatives. In the Greek, there's lots of tenses. One's, on, one's in an, an imperative tense. It's a, a command. Imperative is a command. It's not just a sentence. It's a command. Uh, there's at least 127 of them. There may be more. But what that means is, because I ask myself this question, and you probably ask yourself that question, if you love me, keep my commandments. What commandments? He's not talking about the Ten Commandments, though that could be broadly included into that because they're all restated except for one in the New Testament. Uh, but what's he talking about? Commands, commands. Well, if you look in the, in the New Testament and you read through the New Testament, there's at least 127 commands that Jesus tells us do this. this is, he's not asking you to do it. He's telling you to do it. Paul uses the word command a lot. And I always thought, I always kind of chuckle when I read through the, the epistles and I read where Paul I command you. I thought, how good would that, how, preacher, how, how would that go over in the local church? If a preacher got up there and said, I command you to show up door to door. Oh, but that'd go over big. You'd say, who do you think he is? Well, what if Jesus did that? You'd be the same spirit? Would you be the same spirit if Jesus said, I command you to do that? You wouldn't tell Jesus, no, well, I got sports that weekend. I'm busy that weekend. I got other stuff to attend. I got other things distracting me. If Jesus asked you to do that, you'd, if you loved him, you'd do what he said. You'd put your, side, you'd put your stuff aside, and you'd do what he said. You'd be, if you love Jesus like the Bible wants you to, you're abandoning yourself to the Lord Jesus Christ. What he says, I'll do. Where he goes, I'll go. It's pretty simple, straight stuff. In another verse there, 21. He that hath these commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him and will manifest myself unto him. So what is love? The question continues. First understand, God is love. And this is interesting. It's a teaching in Scripture, 1 John 4, 8. He that loveth not knoweth not God. That's agape love. For God is love. Agape, agape being the word simply commitment love. Uh, he says it again, just a few verses, and we have, and we have known and believed love that God has to us, for God is love, right? And he is that dwelleth in love, dwelleth in God, and God in him. By the way, John was a very simplistic soul. His writings, his language, his, his Greek is so simple. When, he, when, they're teaching, when they're teaching students in college Greek, the first thing they take you to, the first book they take you to to translate is 1 John because it's so, so simple. John has just straightforward little short sentences and, you know, noun, verb, adjective, adverb, boom. And it's just a short sentence. And that's, that's where you learn it. Now, if you want to get real good at Greek, you go to the book of Hebrews, which it was either Apollos or it was Paul. But whoever wrote the book of Hebrews was super. He was a linguistic. He was a... He was a uh, artist in language 
And so he uses heart. And by the way, Peter, which was a fisherman, he just makes words up. Peter's stuff, they don't find his stuff anywhere else. I mean, he's just, he was horrible language. And so God uses all of them, doesn't he? He uses a linguistic guy, the guy that's super smart in language, like an artwork. And he uses John, who's real simplistic sentences. And then he uses, uh, you know, whoever, whoever he, he, whatever you give him, he'll take and use it. You know, he'll, he'll take and use it. So a statement I want to make, he does not necessarily possess love. He is love. And that's, that's not something that you can wrap your mind around maybe too well, but God doesn't, it's not like it's a possession or something put upon him that hanging out. He is love. He's love. That's who he is. So when you love like he loves, you're doing what he, who, who he is. So some biblical logic. If God is love and the Bible reveals God to us, which it does, uh, we can discover what God love is through the Bible. Now that seems simplistic, and it is. It's not the world's love. It is very different from the world. It makes sense to me that when you first get saved, when you start reading the Bible, you run into a lot of very contradictory things to what you've accepted as truth. Does that make sense? How old were you when you got saved, Maxwell? 38? That's pretty old. That's pretty old. Uh, how old were you when you got saved? 35? That's pretty old. How old were you, Pam? 30? 13. 13? Wow, that's pretty young. Are you still marrying him? Okay, uh, now, now I'm meddling, right? But the older you are, the older you are when you get saved, the harder it is to accept what the Bible teaches. Because by think about it, 38 years old, he's adopted all the world's philosophy. He's inculcated it. He's ingrained it in his thinking. He's living it out. Then he come, you get born from above. You start reading the Bible. The Bible starts contradicting your your concepts of life. And who are you going to believe? Well, if you love God, the Holy Spirit's come in you and given. Love, He is love, and so if the Holy Spirit's in you, love is in you. God is love, so the Holy Spirit is in me, and He's God. That means God love. He He gave me some of Himself, and He He has given me His love, and it gives me the capability of loving like He loves. So, so clear your mind of what you know of this world's love, especially if you're a new believer. Clear your mind. Quit arguing with God, and accept Him for who He is the creator of everything it is. He created those ants. All I can say is those ants have a mighty small brain. And did you notice her spinal system was really small? But you can, can you, do you understand how strong an ant is? If, if, if an, I always tell my wife this over and over. We, we, we get stung by fire ants on a regular basis where I live. Constantly. We're out in the woods. We know we're out there and we're getting stung by fire ants. I tell her, if God made fire ants, Six inches long, they'd take over the world easily. They'd drag all of us out of here and, and, and eat you, sting you, kill you, and eat you. And if that's just six inches, if you made them a foot, they, you know, they can, and just, they're just strong, they're industrious, they're, they're smart, they're powerful, they know how to survive. Just an ant. Now look, 
He who created the ant, and, he, and the Bible tells us to observe the ant because they're so, so magnificent. Observe the ant, and you learn something about how magnificent God is. I just believe that God knows more than I know. I just believe that God knows more about life, knows more about happiness, knows more about success than I know. So I just read the book. Say, Lord, teach me your way. Show me your way. Love of God is not an emotional love, as I mentioned before. It can and does have emotion tied to it, but express, it can be expressed without any benevolent emotions. Well, how is that? Well, one way is this, for God to love the world. That's agape love that he gave. So part of agape love is giving of yourself. He loved us so much that he abandoned himself for us. He gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Thank the Lord that Jesus abandoned himself for me. You say, did he abandon himself? Yeah, he did. How was God's love expressed? The sacrifice of his son for the sins of the world is God's greatest expression of his love for you. If you want to see who God is, look at Calvary. If you want to know something about God, read, read Isaiah 53. You've got to look at Calvary because it's God's love expression to us. He, he showed you who he was. It was not pleasant for the Father or the Son to become an atonement for the sins of the world. It was very painful for God to love you and me. Very painful. See, a lot of people... Naturally, the world, the world's, you, you understand to be a friend of the world's enemy of God. You understand the world is opposite God. You understand the whole concept of the Bible. Those people out there, they don't have a clue. And you people that got from born from above get let in to who, what the reality of the universe really is and let in on the secrets of the universe and the secrets of life. God lets you in on that. And so it was very, very, and people say, well, if they have, like in a marriage, if you start having pain, they want to they run. Marriage is about pain. Let's say, man. Man, let me tell you, no marriage is without pain. In sports, they say no pain, right, six-pack? No pain, no gain. In marriage, no pain, no gain. You mature by the I think God's got a sense of humor putting two completely different people, two completely strange, opposite things. They like different things. They like different foods. They like different colors. They like different everything. And they put them together and say, stay married your whole life in close proximity. <laughs> nice thing is that when you go to heaven, you're going to have a house the way you want it. That's right. Now, Ben never had a house the way he wanted it. Did Wait a minute. What part? The garage? No. We liked the same colors. We liked everything. Except food. He liked, he liked fish. I don't like that. Okay. If he were here, he'd tell you that. Okay. See if I call on you again. See, you just ruined my whole smear, the whole thing. Well, if you want to know what love is, listen to Jesus. Then said in, in the Garden of Gethsemane, my soul is exceeding sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. And he went a little further and he fell on his face 
and prayed, saying, Oh, my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, this is love. This is agape love. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou will. That's maturity. That's what maturity looks like. That's what Christian maturity looks like. It's not getting our will. It's doing things God's way. That's Christian maturity. Christians often do not know God's love. They know that help you help me and I help you, love of the world, or erotic love of the world. They got that. That's everywhere. This creates an up-and-down, chaotic, unpredictable outcome. That's why marriages fail 6 out of 10. God's love, agape, is self-sacrificing, loyal love with no personal benefit by the grace of God, though there is. Some examples of the type of God's love, a soldier charging in the face of certain death because it is right to do and his duty to do. The soldiers that give their life for their country do it unselfishly. They do it because it's right to do. And they do it because it's their duty to do. And that's why Jesus did. A mother giving her life for her children with no personal benefit is another expression of a commitment type of a love. In other words, obedience to God's word often goes against our emotions and feelings, but it's an expression of God's love. A lot of the things that God asks you to do are going to be hard for you to do. He wants you to read the Bible. Come on. You're going to someday stand before him. He gave you the book. Those are your instruction. Those are your instruction. Here's what, here's what you need to do in life. Brother, brother Bud Calvert just shared with me uh, last night. By the way, his, he's 80 years old plus one day. So he, he, he and I were eating last night, and he said uh, that he'd made a commitment in life. He had a personal burden to read the Bible once for every year he lived. So he said he had read the Bible through 80 times. You haven't met a lot of people who've read the Bible through 80 times. You've not met very many people who've read the Bible through 80 times. That's one time for every year he lived. He said when he got saved, you got saved a little later in life. How old were you when he got saved? 21. Okay, so he had to catch up 21 years. He had to read 20. He had to read it twice a year for 21 years, and then once a year for the rest of the time. And uh, has it been a good thing for you? Are you glad you did it? Yeah, 80 year old. You know regrets. There's no regrets in reading the Bible. You're not gonna say that preacher, man. He got me to read the Bible. He went crazy. He went up and down, put a list up, did all kinds of stuff. I'm going to get him someday for doing that. That was a horrible thing. That's a horrible thing. Well, I miss reading Reader's Digest, and I miss reading magazines, and I miss reading reading whatever other, you know, love, love. Uh, I was going to say Love Potion 99, but... Uh, I don't know where that came from. 1969. Easy. 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 1969. Obedience to God's word often gives it goes against their emotions. Most of the things that I that I knew God wanted me to do, 
that I did, everything in me fought it. I had fear without, fear within, fightings without. That's what Paul said. Fear within, fightings without. You think, oh, well, you're a natural. You can talk to people. You can go door to door. It's natural. It is not natural for me. I'm not lying to you, folks. I'm telling you, it's a battle for me every time I... Every time I, I go door to door, it's a battle for me to get up, make it happen. I'm going door to door today. Once I go, I'm happy. Once I, but it's that commitment. Submit yourself to God. Right? Submit yourself to God. For, uh, first, uh, see, James 4, 7. And, and, and the devil will flee from you. But until he sees you where you're not beatable, he's going to be on you like stink. If he thinks he can whip you, he'll stay on you like sink. But if he thinks it's a lost cause, he'll leave you alone. That's what James 4, 7 talks about. Some biblical input here. New commandment I give unto you that you love one another as I have loved you. That's agape love. And you also love one another. Agape love is not easily offended. Oh, I got a, I got a whole lot more to do and I got I to gotta move. He said, but this shall all men know that ye are my disciples if you love one another. That's agape love. That's a commitment. We have a commitment one to another. You want to be a member in good standing of a local church when trouble comes your way. Because the local church is going to get together and help you. Local church will get together and make it happen for you. These people live out here independent. They just haven't had enough trouble yet. So how does God show showing his love for us, his action toward us? Obviously, his sacrifice of his son for us, that's another one. Son's obedience to the very hard, painful will of his father. We love him because he first loved us. Because we see what kind of love he gave for us, we're willing to give our love for him. Our obedience to his commandments demonstrates our love for him. So well, this is the part I, I, I want to make sure I do before we get out of here. The best definition of the New Testament of love is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. This is the best place, most thorough Definition of agape love anywhere, probably anywhere in the Bible, for sure anywhere in the New Testament. Charity, the word charity is agapeo. It's a, we can translate it love. Charity, a higher form of love. Charity suffers long. And it's kind, and charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up, does not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil. I'm going to go back over these. Rejoice not in iniquity, rejoice in the truth. Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, and endureth all things. So let me give it to you this way, in verse 7 there. This is the definition. Uh, I took each one of those phrases, I'm going to define it, and then I'll tell you what the phrase means. The example would be this one. Uh, love does not quit in adversity. Love suffereth long. By the way, the first characteristic of love is suffering. Think about it. Oh, I meet these women that want their men to treat them like little princesses. It's all about them. They ought to wear T-shirts around the house. It's all about me. It's all what he can do for me. If he don't be real, if he's not real nice to me and pat me and and, and scratch my head and treat me real nice, I'm not going to. Oh, he'll he'll find out. Boy, he'll find out what hell's about. That is not the love of God. That's not Christian. That's the world. That's the way the world operates. That's the way they do things. That's the way they get their way. 
So the Bible says love, first thing it does is several, it, it love, love does not quit when you have trouble. It is not marked by anger. It says it's kind. That's the second thing. Uh, it rejoices in other success and not. I want Chris Barrows to be a better preacher than I ever was, to be a better soul winner than I ever could be. I want Thomas Sweat to be a better preacher than I ever was, better soul winner than I ever could have been. I want him, those boys to succeed over me and above me. That's because I love them. Bible love. Uh, it says, has a servant-like attitude, vaunteth not itself. Isn't promoting itself all the time, how great they are, how wonderful I am. Oh, no, that's not agape love. Agape love is not uh, uh, real love. Charity is not proud or cockety, cocky, not puffed up. Doesn't have that spirit. You can sense it. Uh, agape love is not inappropriate, behaves or behaving unseemly. Uh, it looks out for others, seeketh not her own. Has a slow temper trigger, not easily provoked. Well, I've failed on that one more than any one of these so far. Uh, I, I'm sanctified now, but I used to have trouble. That's because my wife's not in here. Looks for good. Looks, the agape love looks for the good. What is thinketh no evil? The word evil there is not, is not it means the word bad. How quick are you to pick the bad out, but not to compliment the good? Amen. A lot of times people will, will have something good. About 95% of a person they'll like, but it's that 5%. That 5% that they don't like. They'll trash the 95 over the 5. Come on. Who are you going to meet doesn't have some things you don't like? You know, who are you going to meet that has everything you like? You just, you, you, you don't trash the 95%. Uh, you want to look for the good and praise it by the grace of God. You could say being positive. Does not get pleasure from lawlessness. Rejoices not in iniquity. Uh, is patient. Beareth all things. Has no duplicity. Believeth all things. It's just simple belief. It's like, it's like little... It's, in fact, Jesus said, if you don't become like a child, you're not entering the kingdom of heaven. It kind of reminds me of a wheelbarrow. You know, five-year-old. If I go up to a wheelbarrow and says, and I tell him something he believes me it's a simple childlike faith he believes me when god tells you something believe him his positive and outlook hopeth all things we born again believers all the country's going bad yes it is going bad but i still have hope i still have hope as long as you're breathing there's hope there's hope Stays under the load and not a quitter. Endureth all things. It's been said, if you quit, you can't lose. If you don't quit, is what it says, really. <laughs> if you don't quit, you can't lose. There's one not mentioned. Take his failure, yes. If you don't quit, you can't lose. Don't quit. Don't quit. The most thorough definition of God's love in the Bible. How you doing? That was a little test. Stop to touch your feelie love. Pick up God's love instead. And reject the world's definition of love and accept God's love definition.
Accept it. You've got something you can do for God, but he's asked you to do it. He's moved you to do it. He's brought other people around you to encourage you to do it, but you won't do it. You don't love God the way you should. Because if you love God the way you should, you keep his commandments. You just do it. Oh, you know, remember the big old boy's not here tonight. The, the, the chef. What's his name? Orlando. Orlando, that's right. Orlando. I tested him and asked him if he'd sing with me. Remember that? I wanted to see where his love was. And I can tell you, he loves God. He's young in the Lord, but he loves God. He was willing to get up here in front of all you people and sing, Jesus loves you. Yes, I know. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, and he'll lift you up. Uh, you guys didn't mind him singing, did you? I mean, you didn't mind him singing. He got up here and just let it go. He just embarrassed himself for Jesus. Amen? That's what Brother Zook does every time he plays up here. This goes for it, right? Right? You just go, you hit, a, you hit a bad note once in a while. Our pianist hits bad notes once in a while. But she just goes for it because it's, it's, she loves God. Willing to die to herself, put Christ first. I like this. And this is love, that we walk after his commandments. This is the commandment that as you have heard from the beginning, you should walk in it. That's Bible, brother. All the way. That's the end. So look at that structure. That's part of my home in heaven. That's a little back section. You know, you won't. Material things don't mean much. You go to heaven, all that material stuff doesn't mean much. The streets made of gold. 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 Common street material. It's going to be people, the love of God, without the hindrance of the old man. Well, may the Lord help us have some better, a little better understanding of what the love of God's all about. Heavenly Father, thank you tonight for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for the teaching of the Bible. Uh, I feel like an infant when I come to this stuff. I feel like I have so far to go myself. Help me to obey you, to be faithful, to do what you ask me to do, because I love you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you would like to know more about the Lord Jesus Christ, you may contact us at the church website, gospelbaptistchurch.com, or you can go to Facebook and type in Gospel Baptist Church Bonita Springs, Florida. Also, you could call the church office at 239-947-1285. Thank you, and God bless.